right. All right. So welcome to another show of Weight Loss Under Oath. Super excited. I swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. We have a special, special guest today. We sure do. And her name is Celeste Rains Turk. She is an NPC bikini competitor, host and creator of the well-known podcast, which I happen to personally love, Confessions of a Bikini Pro podcast. She is a food relationship and mindset mentor. She specializes in helping competitors make peace with food, their body, and their goals. And her name is Celeste Rain Stark, like I said. Hi, Celeste. Welcome Hi. to the show. Welcome to the show. Super excited. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. All right, everybody. So we're about to get your mindset in check right now, all right? So, so buckle up. All right. <laughs> so today's show is all about how your mindset uh, relates to your weight loss and how it can either hurt you or harm you on your journey to better health. So we are going to talk to Celeste a little bit. Let me just tell you guys how I met Celeste. We actually haven't met in person, but we met on Instagram. And we met because, I don't even know if Celeste remembers this, but I reached out to her because we both train with Team Edge for our bikini competitions. And um, I reached out about the Team Edge uh, supplement, the fat supplement, the fat burner. Mm -hmm. I saw a post, I think you were taking it and you were talking, I was following you anyway, I think, because I knew you were one of their competitors. This is before she was stalking you, <laughs> not following. Let's update the terminology here. Really? You were prepping for a show and I remember just, I was thinking about prepping for a show and then I, they, I, they had put up the fat burner on my plan and I was like, I've never taken fat burners. So I was nervous to take it. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how it's going to make me feel. Like I get weird about stuff like that. So I messaged you and I asked you what you thought of it or something like that. And you would tell me how you loved it. Do you remember this at all? I remember this. Okay. I do remember it. <laughs> and I remember being like, I'm really sensitive to caffeine and I'm sensitive to fat burners, but that I loved it. And yes. then you were like, okay, I'm going to try it. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I love it too now, but yeah. So that's how we actually met. And so I followed her whole journey when you were getting ready for that show that year and um, then I ended up prepping for my show. And your podcast, which I know I've told you, actually got me through my first prep. Like, I'm not even joking with you. I was like, listen, every Friday, like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. She, and so. No, and, and, that's, and I can attest to that she really was listening. <laughs> I was. I love it. So now my voice sounds familiar to you too, Dwayne. Yes. Yes. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I, now I know. When she was demanding that you be on the show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. See? All right. So awesome. So Celeste, we just want to have you, I guess, share a quick, you know, background. Tell us, how did you actually start competing? Tell us a little bit about you. Mm, okay. So I'll make this long story very short and sweet. Um, basically, it was 2015 when I did my very first show. I had been working out for a while before that. I was actually just graduated from high school um, and I had been an athlete my whole life playing volleyball and I got into the gym because I was really struggling with depression and anxiety and I turned to the gym as another outlet for me and I saw it as an opportunity as an athlete, as a volleyball player. I was like, if I'm already killing it on the court without the gym and without being on top of my nutrition, imagine if I was and I was you know, trying to go for scholarships and all that. So I started waking up super early, hitting the gym hard, living the lifestyle. I, I remember asking for my birthday and for Christmas. It was like, can I get a coach? Can I get these supplements? Can I get these things? Like, that's what I did. And then um, I fell in love with the lifestyle. And that inspired me to one day just say, okay, well, if I've built this and done this, which in retrospect, I would have done things a little differently. But I, 
I was like, okay, I want to compete. I might as well step on stage, see what I can do. I was a personal trainer by then. I was like, let's go. Um, it'll be great inspiration for my clients. And then once I actually did it, I was like, I hate this. This is the worst thing ever. This sport gives like eating disorders and it makes people hate their bodies. And I had this jaded mindset on it. Okay. And then after that happened, I was like, you know what? This really was a blessing because competing showed me all the darkness that I wasn't willing to shine light on before. Like mm. I was, I had a very unhealthy relationship with food when I started my fitness journey. I had a very unhealthy relationship with my body. Competing wasn't the problem. I already had the problem beforehand mm. and competing was my way of justifying it. Mm-hmm. So I healed all that, worked on it. And then um, after a couple of years of focusing on my mindset and personal development and my psychology, I was like, let me compete again because I love this lifestyle. I'm still living it. I want to do it. I've made peace of food. I, I think I, wanna, I, I wanted to prove to people you can compete and have a healthy relationship with food. So then I got back on the stage in August, 2017, did five shows all the way through 2018. Wow. And then took a year off and oh, wow. well and now more than that because right. here we are in I know. quarantine yes wow. yes wow. it's been a journey so wow. when you say unhealthy relationship with food could you touch on that because i think a lot of people um you know unfortunately are in that same space so what, what did you mean by that yeah and you know i guess it, it can look different for so many people and i love that you asked that because not a lot of people actually recognize or know that they have an unhealthy relationship with food so it gets true. swept under the rug you know yep. or it gets promoted in the industry yep. and um rewarded as though it's great behavior so i'll show i'll tell you guys like a little bit what mine look like mm-hmm. um this was even before like the whole competing it's like me just getting into things on my own yep. um i would force myself to work out after anything i ate so if mm-hmm. i even had a bite of something i would run up and down my stairs mm-hmm. um and not a lot of people know that like i was very like i thought just because I was uneducated, I thought, oh, I have to burn more than I eat. So calories I in, eat. calories out. Right. And so that mindset actually was detrimental for me. Mm-hmm. And then I would punish myself for eating things that, you know, weren't aligned with my goals or the plan I set. Um, and then I also would only eat the things that I really, really enjoyed or wanted or the sweets or the off limits, bad foods on the weekend. So it was basically be good all week and binge on the weekend and then be good all week and binge on the weekend. And I was in this really unfortunate pattern and that was um, revealed to me more after my show because then I was nonstop binging. I didn't have an appetite and then I did have an appetite and I just hated, everything was controlled by food. Um, but people listening might be, might not know they're struggling if they um, aren't eating at all. Maybe they're over-restricting and then um, they're punishing themselves later if they have something off their plan. It can look like um, forcing yourself to work out after anything you eat. It can, be look like, it can look like, um, oh, I have to earn this food. Mm-hmm. I have to work this food off. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. You don't have to work your food off. It's like perpetuates the cycle. Um, it can look like eliminating certain foods altogether, telling yourself that they're not good and it's coming from a distorted place. Okay. So not from a health place, not a health perspective. I'm talking like a distorted aesthetic based. This is going to ruin the way that I look and the way that I feel. So Mm -hmm. those are some examples of what that might look like. Yeah. You know, I, I actually love that so much that you talk about that because I've actually struggled and I did like, just like you, like you didn't realize you actually struggled with this until 
maybe you started competing or maybe just hearing more about it, like even listening to you and like your mindset coaching and all of that. One of the things that I used to do was if I had something that was not necessarily on plan, I would feel like, okay, I got to go do extra cardio now. Mm-hmm. And I've actually switched that, you know, it's still not easy, but there I've switched that mindset a little bit to say, okay, you know what? It's fine. Like I don't have to go do extra cardio just because I ate an extra mm-hmm. whatever chips yep. or whatever, you know? So I, I learned that from you, uh, Celeste. So thanks. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yes. It's so important. We can't beat ourselves up for that kind of stuff. It yes. ends up perpetuating the bad food mentality, which um, it actually increases when the more we restrict, the more we mm-hmm. fixate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true of anything in life. We fixate on what we don't have. And then we're going to eventually our brain is going to tell us you need to go have that. And that's what causes people to then overeat or binge or fall off the wagon. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, so, so we, we definitely know we, we've been talking about the negative effects of it. So as far as the positive, like when someone's, okay, I'm ready to, to take this weight loss journey. What is the transition mindset that someone should have when it comes to, you know, losing that weight? What do you suggest? Mm, that is an awesome question. And I think it really comes down to, perspective as well as intention. Like I think everything is about intention. What's actually driving that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, there's intrinsic motivation. There's extrinsic motivation. We're going to be driven more in the long run by the intrinsic motivators, the things that um, are our values that really drive us, that make us want to achieve something bigger. Not so much just, I want my arms to look this way or my butt to look this way, or mm-hmm. I want my husband to feel this way when he's, you know, let's talk about, is this lifestyle sustainable? Let's focus mm-hmm. on the habits the behaviors. How does it fit into your life? I think if you're going to go into a weight loss journey, know that you don't have to subscribe to the beliefs that society has given us about weight loss. There's so much information out there. Talk to your coaches, like about what you actually expect from the journey. What do you want? And and understand the expectation now has to change Mm -hmm. because if you want to have taco Tuesday and you want to go out for drinks on the weekend, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But instead of 12 weeks, it might be 20 weeks. <laughs> Perfect. We, we love that. We love that. Don't cut out anything. You still want to yes. live your life. And, and it's very important. Uh, we know that cutting out any and everything, a lot of times it, it makes it more, more difficult to continue that journey. So, yeah, no, and I, I love how you use the word sustainable and so on and so forth. So it's, you know, I, I definitely agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I appreciate that you guys share that with your clients too. And that's the approach you take because unfortunately there are a lot of coaches who just want to make themselves look good. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, look what my client was able to achieve in four weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at what cost? So Mm -hmm. I I appreciate that you guys do that. I think that's really cool. Awesome. Awesome. And I think getting that message across to the clients too is the hard part. Cause I know we have a lot of clients now who, you know, we don't, we do strictly, it's like lifestyle um, coaching, but we have a lot of clients who they get hung up on a certain look or where the scale is going or not going. And it's like, we're trying to explain to them realistic expectations and within those parameters that you just described. So what would you say to someone who's struggling with like an attachment to the scale versus just looking at how their body's responding? You know what I'm saying? And the results they're seeing in that way. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I can understand as a coach that that can be frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I was a personal trainer before I decided to switch to everything being mindset based. And um, yeah, it, it's a struggle when you hear your client complaining about the weight on the scale, when you know that there's so many more variables that matter. And I think that's what anyone who's struggling with the attachment to the scale being like their motivator or their driving force or the thing that actually determines their success. 
there's an exercise I like to give my clients actually. And I recommend that before getting on the scale, they go through three things. Mm -hmm. One, recognize the wins or the things that you're proud of yourself for from that week or two weeks or however long it's been since you weighed yourself awesome. to ask yourself what other like non-scale victories you've had the, the way that you felt maybe the commitments you made to yourself that you never knew you'd be capable of committing to wow. um and then the last thing being focus on how uh, you talk about the scale and how you believe the scale so this is a great opportunity to actually reinforce new beliefs so uh, that might look like, I believe that the scale is an important data point for my coaches. However, what matters most to me is how I'm feeling, the behaviors I'm creating, and the way that I am X, Y, Z. So whatever was your internal motivator, we can use an affirmation or a statement beforehand that somehow relates to the scale and detaching from it. Because if you're attached to it, mm -hmm. it's like you want to detach from it. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean yep. you throw it away. It just means you take a new approach to getting on it. Yeah. I love that. Oh, Actually, and can I add one more down. thing? Oh, yeah. absolutely. You're hitting us with nothing okay. but nuggets. We love it. <laughs> Thank going. you. I, I was like, wait, I, I want to say one thing. So also positive and negative reinforcements are a huge deal. We mm -hmm. tend to positively reinforce weight loss and mm -hmm. negatively enforce no weight movement. So if we can re release or reduce any um, association or um, reinforcement at all, that can be beneficial too. So instead of getting on the scale and being like, yeah, I lost three pounds, just be like, I lost three pounds. Mm -hmm. um, or I, it, it should be no different, you know, yep. when you gain or when you lose, just neutrality. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's, that's perfect. I think you hit some, some good points where, you know, where folks, you know, it's still a success. It's still a small win. If you followed your plan six or seven days, right? right. If you jump on that scale and you don't see the number of, you know, actually go down is that doesn't erase what you just did, right? You still have that win from the entire week that you stayed, the habits were building. Um, you, you were staying focused and you were staying on your plan. So you don't just say, Oh my gosh, the scale didn't move. You call your coach and they say, this plan's not working work. Fitness doesn't work and so on and so forth. And then you quit. Right. And then you're back on that hamster wheel, right. Of that yo-yo dieting and so on and so forth. So it's, 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 I think she's hitting some good points right now. So you guys, I hope you guys are listening. You're taking notes. Staying I'm taking focused. Notes. Oh, yeah. I hope you are. <laughs> I am. So I have a question just because I want to know what exactly does healing your relationship with food mean? Like, what does that mean? And what's the best way to do that? Mm. That's a good so, question. Yeah, it's a really great question. Yeah. And I wish there was like one answer. Mm -hmm. It's so dependent on the individual. And I always like to go back to perspective and intention. Some people do things from a distorted or negative intention. Mm -hmm. So someone who weighs their food every morsel um, may be perfectly fine with that. It may not have any issue with it. It may not feel like a control mechanism or it may not feel like um, it's coming from a negative place. And then there's someone who is doing it out of control, is doing it for other reasons. So I wanted to just lay that out there first and know that sometimes what looks like a healthy relationship with food to one person doesn't feel like that to another and mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, but to that point, you know, addressing it really comes down to the individual. So we have to think about what's their experience with it have they tried anything to address it before? Mm -hmm. I always like to think about the worldview of the client because I think that that can play a big role and that influences our beliefs, mm -hmm. which influences our behaviors. What are the thought patterns of the client and how long have they been struggling with this? Because that kind of tells me how strong is that neural pathway, you know, mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. them and the food and what they're thinking about it. So 
Um, it is highly individual. However, it's important to understand that it's going to also take a different amount of time for each person. I believe change can happen in an instant and normally it does, but sometimes there are things that need to happen before that change can occur. Mm -hmm. And it really comes down to a conscious effort every single day, just as mm -hmm. you consciously have to um, focus on what you're eating or how you're preparing your food or what you're doing in the gym, every muscle you squeeze, the same thing comes for your relationship with food. If you want a healthier relationship with food, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And then when those thoughts that don't align with that healthy relationship with food come up, can we stop ourselves in our tracks, acknowledge it, and then shift it? So healing the relationship with food can be done in a lot of different ways. I like to consider the person's goals as well. The approach I might take with someone on prep might look a little different than someone who's not, mm. um, or someone who's trying to get, just get into a healthy lifestyle in general. So mm. yeah, it really depends on the person's individual desire for mm -hmm. healthy. healthy. Right. Makes yeah. complete perfect sense. Yeah. I love that. So I guess I know we talked a little bit about how you knew or how it came to you that you had a, an issue with your relationship with food. So I guess I'm just wondering for someone listening to this podcast, how can, they, how can that stand out to them? How would they know I have an issue with my relationship with food? Mm -hmm. and that it's something yeah. they should address. Yeah, it's very, um, before, you know, I said it's, it's very different for each person. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of people even know that they do have an unhealthy relationship with mm -hmm. food. If you feel like you can't stop thinking about it, you don't, you know, you have to think about food all the time, every day, or you feel a lot of anxiety, maybe around parties or around other people, around food in general. Maybe you're avoiding situations where there's mm -hmm. food involved. Um, it could be that you are constantly judging yourself around what you ate. Maybe feeling like, I can't weigh myself or wear a certain thing because of what I ate. So if your behaviors are changing or your beliefs are changing because of the food you consume, that can be a key indicator, um, as well as just constantly connecting food to your worth um, or judging yourself for what you eat, judging others for what they eat can be. Um, mm. Sometimes we don't always recognize it within ourselves until we see someone else do something. Like mm -hmm. I used to not want to carry the leftover bags out of a restaurant because I was afraid people around like my town would see me doing that and think I ate that food. And I was like, whoa, looking back, that food isn't mm -hmm. the problem. Yeah. But I didn't want to, it was the identity, you know? So mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of different, feelings we get when we don't feel good. So just like when you're getting sick, you know, something's off. I think that we can start to recognize when something's off with our relationship with food or with our relationship to our body, when we just constantly feel like there's an incongruency or like we're butting heads or we're climbing up a hill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, definitely. I, it, it, it's funny. I had kind of like my own little story re regards to that. I, I used to have times where I didn't want to post anything that ultimately was like, okay, I, Dwayne shouldn't be eating that right now. So, um, I went, and I went through a long period of time where I would never post anything that wasn't considered healthy. And then one day I was just like, you know, I, it's not being, it's not being realistic. And I think that I didn't want folks to think that, Oh, you know, I was in shape based on, I was eating carrots, you know, carrot sticks and, 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 and salads all day long. It was ultimately, I started making those posts of me and McDonald's and all kinds of, all kinds of craziness because I was one of the people, you no, know, I, I, I'm still human. Um, you there's going to be times where you, you definitely want to go ahead and, you know, and, and enjoy those things in life. And you don't want to get to a point where it's like, oh my gosh, that unhealthy relationship with food that you're talking about is going to occur. And I don't want to, I didn't want to continue to 
to um, promote that. So right now, um, for those of people who follow me right now, I get messages right now, people asking me what's the best French fries to ask um, to, to purchase and so on and so on. I actually, I actually think it's a great thing because I, I see that they're eating healthy, but they're, they're figuring out a way in time to actually um, to enjoy something that they like, but they stay, they stay on track. So um, I, 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 I have my little, um, I don't hold a hold the, the leftover bag story myself, but, 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 but I've, I've moved on since then. I love that. Like it takes so much courage to come out and share, like, what's your real approach? Like how mm -hmm. vulnerable are you willing to be mm -hmm. about your journey? Because it does take a lot to say, I'm doing something different than most people. Like mm -hmm. I am not following the way that other people follow and other people get inspired by that because they realize, Oh, I don't have to do it that one way or oh this person who is really healthy and fit and living a balanced lifestyle is actually incorporating these foods and to that point you know this isn't to say you need to go out and eat all this stuff that everyone's labeled as bad or unhealthy or processed or whatever it's about again being that conscious choice like you said working it in mm -hmm. maybe finding a healthier more nutrient dense way to have it or yep. Um, I always like to say, you know, if you bring consciousness to every single thing you choose to do, choose mm -hmm. to eat, um, the behavior you're about to participate in, if you are conscious in that decision making, you can't go wrong because that means you're present. How does my body feel? What does my body need? How is this going to make me feel after I mm -hmm. eat it? Now it's not about how much am I allowed to have? Should yeah. I weigh it out to the more? Yeah. It's just, how am I going to feel? And where's so, this decision coming from? So then- when it comes to you, don't mean to get personal, but after you after you're done with the, <laughs> after you're done with that twelve week, sixteen week, getting ready for that prep, what is your go to meal after that show? What what do you what do you like to get into <laughs> right now? Let us know. Let us know. People are waiting. Oh man, I love what is it. your go? -to, what is your go to? Oh my gosh, oh my I gotta God. have that. Make sure this is ready when I step off this stage or I'm going off. Uh, I think. Every time I've come off stage, there's cookies involved in mm. some way. I love, I love the sweets. Like I, I can go for the burger and fries, but like that's not as exciting to me as like getting into like a, a yummy sweet. Um, so I guess I would say cookies, but my, honestly, my taste changes every time. Like I'll be in one mood, like I'm going to get like pizza or I'm going to have this like a uh, spool of cereal. And then I'm like, I don't really feel like any of that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny? You want to know what I craved the most after my my show last a year? A salad? I did yes. have a salad, actually. <laughs> a garden person, salad with a ranch dressing. <laughs> it was protein pancakes, Celeste. That's yes. the, that's, that that doesn't even few count. weeks, I didn't have it. That but doesn't I, count. But it was like, I was so excited to make it for breakfast that next morning. Like, I was so this, excited. I relate. Literally, like, I did a show in I did I did one of my shows and then after that I was like all I want is overnight pros because I couldn't have protein powder either I was oh like let me just get a taste of that with a Folks, salty dish. don't listen to this piece right here it's, it's not really cheating protein powder is not cheating <laughs> I hit her tongue <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, that's perfect. All right, that, that's good. So, um, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. How, how can folks get in, get in touch with you, get, get that mindset training that you currently offer right now? Yeah, I would love to be able to help anybody out who does feel like they're struggling or maybe just looking for more support. So mm -hmm. I have an on-demand mindset coaching platform. Now, I 
did develop this with competitors in mind, struggling with body image, food relationship, motivation, discipline, negative self-talk, as well as their goals. Um, however, it can really be beneficial for anybody. Just keep in mind the language going to be directed towards competitors. Um, mm -hmm. If you do feel like you're looking for more one-on-one -on -one support, I do want to add, I don't mess with your diet. I don't mess with your training. So what I do does not interfere with what you're doing with your coaches, okay? Mm -hmm. I believe it's a collaborative and team effort. So if mm -hmm. you want to reach out to me for one-on-one -on -one support, you can absolutely do that. Uh, my website is celestial.fit and my Instagram is celestial underscore fit. And feel free to message me even with follow-up questions or, hey, this is what's going on. What do you think about that? I can always send you some free resources I've and created too. Yeah, she's amazing at that. Like that's actually, I mean, like, I've reached out to Celeste many a time, <laughs> like struggling with this. What do you think? Hmm. And she sends me like a YouTube or some article she wrote or something there. It's always so helpful. So yeah, definitely. Well, we'll thank you. And that's what, that's what the coach is all about. Yes. And that's what the coach is all about. I think that, um, no, I know we can definitely appreciate that. Um, because, you know, as I talk to like new, um, you know, prospects, as far as clients is concerned, one of the things I hear a lot is, um, just that negative view of taking pictures. Um, I, I, a lot of, a lot of ladies will tell me that, you know, um, even um, I, I, no men have told me this, but at least the women are telling me like they'll hide behind certain people in pictures because you know they, they don't like to see the pictures afterwards, or even it's even a struggle to take your first day picture because you just got to the point where it's like you know you're nervous to even see yourself and so on and so forth. So it, it sounds like things like that you'll even tackle um, with someone when you go one on one with you. Is that a, is that a correct statement? For sure. Yeah. Body image is a big part of this. I believe it's all connected. So mm -hmm. body image, food relationship goals, overall mindset in general and approach to your lifestyle or the way that you think and feel about yourself mm -hmm. um, or your life. It's all about finding a freeing and empowering and fulfilling parts of the journey or approach to it. So a mindset that supports that. Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Sounds good. It. Sounds yes. good. Well, Hey, it was amazing talking to you. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I now I see why T Tanisha is so in love with you and I'm saying, oh, my God, she's got to be on the show. I told you. <laughs> yes, Thank I, you. I could literally talk to Celeste about this stuff all day. Like I can talk great. to you guys all day. Your energy is amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I love this. Yeah. She's out, she's out in sunny California, me. too, by the way. She guys. is. Yeah. So, right. Lucky girl. So are, 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 we, are, we, are we gearing up for another show? I know we're in lockdown right now. Next show is like in 2024. But um, <laughs> Are you ready for that one you yet? You weren't lying. Um, <laughs> you know what? I was prepping for April 4th. It's uh, May. It's pretty much May 3rd, so almost a month post-show, um, right. if you want to say that. And for a little bit, I was like, okay, I'm going to do my next show that I had planned on the schedule and with my coach. And it was like, okay, let's go to Vegas, Battle in the Desert. Mm, nope, that's June 28th. I highly doubt it's going to happen. I'm optimistic usually, but at this point with the way things are going, I'm doubtful. So I turned prep mode off, but that doesn't mean I'm not working. Yeah. So I'm definitely staying ready. I'm ready to strike, but I also am consciously aware of what's required, you know, to bring what's necessary mm -hmm. to the stage. So yeah. Uh, take it day by day <laughs> but I am awesome. very motivated and I feel like this now more than ever I'm respecting myself and the results I've created and I have this new level of self-worth that says you deserve to sustain these results and create oh, new ones it. as well oh wow oh, I love that Celeste yeah oh, thank you wow <laughs> oh you're giving high fives and everything oh okay <laughs> all right uh well folks hey Thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. If you guys, if you guys need to get in contact with her, 
please do. We're gonna actually put. We're actually gonna put a link on on the bottom of this episode, so you guys can get in touch with uh, Celeste with any type of questions or just getting on a plan to get you focused. Because just like she said, it all comes together. It's all a, it's all a unit, right? So, any any anything else before before we we sign off, Celeste? Anything we need to know about? No, thank you guys so much. This was <laughs> such an awesome episode. I appreciate this uh, like so much, and I can't Aww. wait for everybody to hear it. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Celeste. Thank you. All right.